Good. All right, welcome into the Lemon Pepper Parlay Podcast, <laughs> week number three. Rob Parker and TJ Hushmanzada. And uh, Mel, we're going to kick off this uh, show with a very special guest, Lomas Brown, who played 18 years in the NFL, won a Super Bowl with the uh, New York football giants, but of course was drafted and played many years in Detroit where I got to know him, TJ. I covered Lomas. He broke me in when I first came into Detroit. <laughs> One of my favorite, favorite people. And of course, he's now uh, the color man for the Lions Radio Network. He worked at ESPN. We worked together at Channel yeah. 4 in Detroit. So let's welcome in Lomas Brown, man. Thank you and welcome to the podcast. Man, thanks for having me on what, what y'all call the lemon pepper, pepper man. Parlay. I love, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> love that, man. Thanks for having me tonight. No doubt. Well, let's start Lomas right away with the Lions, the team that you played for and the team that you currently uh, broadcast for. The Lions have now lost 11 in a row. Aaron Rodgers put up a, a 40 plus on them again. I can't, was it 42? Yeah, 42 points. Uh, they were leading in that game 14-3, to but the Lions are falling on hard times. 11 straight losses and no sight. What's going on with that team defensively, offensively? It seems like it's a mess, Lomas. Yeah, it is, Rob. And I think the thing that's most discouraging, not only for me watching them every Sunday as an alumni, but the fans that cheer them every Sunday, is it's the same thing that went on last year. Nothing has been corrected since last year. We're losing games in the same manner. We get a lead, and we can't seem to hold on to the lead, and it's because of our defense. We're able to put up enough points offensively. Defensively, we can't stop anybody, and this is supposed to be Coach Patricia's calling card on the defensive side of the ball. He even relinquished calling defense this year, got a new D.C. in Corey Underland, but it still looks the same. There is still the same stuff that went on last year, and I think that's where the frustration comes in with, like I say, with alumni and with fans because nothing hadn't changed over the last year or so. Let, let, let's stay with the Detroit Lions because uh, mm-hmm. it, it, it's – and I – the way you just came out there and was so transparent, I was shocked. So I, I love it. I love it, Lomas. No, no, no. That's yeah. why. Lo- oh, yeah. That's why Lomas <laughs> is in the media now. He ain't gonna pull any punches. He's gonna it. call yeah. it like he said. So, and, and I, I don't want to get you in trouble. Nine and seven. You know what I'm mm-hmm. speaking of. That wasn't good enough. Yeah. Nine and seven wasn't mm-hmm. good enough. But picking consistently in the top five, that's okay. And so I say that to say. If they stay down this path, do you see Patricia one lasting the entire year? You use a third pick on Okuda when I personally thought they probably should have drafted Derrick Brown from Auburn because you fortify that front and then it makes it easier on the back end. Mm-hmm. But if they continue to blow leads, yeah, he gave up the play calling duty, but we know it's still his defense. It's the head coach. Do you see him lasting the season? Say they win four to five games. That's a great question, TJ, because I've even thought about that, too, because will they use COVID as an excuse? You know, we couldn't get together. We couldn't get our players together. We couldn't practice the way we wanted to. Our players couldn't work out the way they wanted to. You know, again, Coach Patricia, 
He took most of this all season. They didn't talk about football from what I heard from each and every player. It was about social issues. You know, it was about um, them addressing what was going on outside of the walls of football and how could they be better in the community and everything. So, you know, I know what he was trying to do, but you just come back to the main problem. Just like you brought up, TJ, you go out and get Jeff Okuda and uh, as a third pick, but you let Darius Slay go. You're all pro. And you want to play man to man. Go figure. Thank you. Go Thank figure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, you know, not only do you let your best corner go, you let somebody that can actually school this young fella that you bring in, that you drafting so high. So we don't under, and don't start with just uh, Slay. You go back Diggs. to Quandre Diggs. You go back to Golden Tate. You just go back to how you get rid of your good players. How do you get better through subtraction? I don't know how that works. So to answer your question, TJ, I think they're going to be there because they. I think they are kind of hampered with the COVID, you know, the search. I, I think it makes sense to leave them there for the whole season. You don't have to deal with this because the fans would be letting them have it if they were at the stadium. So they don't have to really deal with the fans this year. So I think they're going to let them ride it out. But they dead men walking. I mean, just plain and simple. I just don't see how they're going to survive this year because I just, if you drop four NFC games in a row, which it looked like they're going to drop because they got Arizona this week and then they got New Orleans next week, that'll be two divisional games and then two NFC games. So that's four NFC losses right now. So the tiebreaker down the line, you might as well right. throw that out the window because you ain't got none of that coming your way. Lomas, let's let's stay in the NFC North, uh, and we'll get off the Lions. But you saw Aaron Rodgers obviously put up those points against the uh, Lions, and he the Packers are averaging forty two and a half points. The last time, the last two times Aaron Rodgers has scored more than forty points in back to back games, he won the MVP in both of those years. What did you mm-hmm. see from Aaron Rodgers? A lot of people thought his demise was happening. It, it, no, no, man. He looked good, man. He, he, like, whatever rejuvenated him, that bold on this chip because they drafted that young fella at quarterback, man, it's work. If that's what the Green Bay Packers were trying to get out of Aaron Rodgers by drafting that young fella, it worked, man, because he was, man, he looked good. I ain't going to lie to you, Robin. You know, we see them twice a year, so right. he looked good. But, but, but you see that caveat I'm putting in there? Rob, I don't care what nobody say. This is the year of the brothers at quarterback. This is the year. The, <laughs> think about it. You got Kyler. You got Lamar. You got Russell, who, who's on a high level right now. You got Cam that's playing at a high level right there. You got all those quarterbacks, I think, playing just as high or higher than Aaron before you get there, Aaron Rodgers. So it's going to be a brother, somebody of color, that I think get that MVP this year because these boys are balling, and I'm glad to see it, man. TJ, I'm going to say this real fast, and this kind of off the thing. You know how they said that we couldn't play quarterback. Well, TJ, I still go back to – it was a point when I was coming in that they didn't think we could play offensive line, that we weren't Too much smart thinking. enough to play offensive yeah. line. I, re- I remember Absolutely. that. Remember I, remember, that? Remember I that? remember when there wasn't a black center in the, in the NFL. Thank I, you, I remember Thank that. You. I remember Thank that. You. That, that position, black guys didn't play center because you had to snap the ball. 
No, you, you know what it was? We weren't smart enough. You weren't smart enough to make the calls. You weren't smart mm-hmm. enough to know everybody's job. But now, yep. obviously, the narrative, the narrative is completely changed. I mean, a black quarterback has won the regular season MVP the last two years. Um, It looks like it's going to be a third year. So this is my next question Mm -hmm. is, you see how Russell Wilson's playing and everybody is anointing him the early MVP. But for some reason, they forgot about the reigning MVP has started off just as well with Lamar Jackson. And he's he's been forgotten and he's not even playing the full game because they're blowing people out. So my question is this, what Russell Wilson – Obviously, if he doesn't stumble, they want to give it to him almost like they tried to give it to Drew Brees, like a lifetime achievement award. Um, where, where, mm-hmm. where do you see that going? Because Lamar has played well, but it's almost he's almost forgotten because everybody wants to give it to Russell. Speaking of the black quarterback. Right, right. But, the, but TJ, I think because we're revolutionizing that position. Think of what they're looking for now. Look at Josh Allen at Buffalo. Now they praising him because what? Not only he can, can he throw it, but he can pull it down and run it. So we just revolutionized that. Remember Brady, Bruce, Breeze, and all them boys was in the pocket, standing in the pocket, statutory guys in the pocket. They know that doesn't really work in the NFL anymore. You got to have somebody that's two-dimensional. He can throw the ball, but yet and still, we can run RPOs for him where we could get him out. That's why Cam is looking so good to me, man, because Cam, he, Bill Belichick is rejuvenating that Hey, that man, quarantine man. didn't hurt them. That quarantine didn't so hurt I them. Know. You, can't, you. you can't use it because there are other teams out of the box who and are wrong, playing real wrong. well. And they had the most guys that opted out was New England. Remember, right. they had the biggest they number had of guys. Six guys, six guys and three starters opted yes. out Thank playing you. this year. So Thank you. That Thank is so you. true. Uh, yeah. What? How about, have you seen Joe Burrow and Cleveland? I mean, and, and, uh, the Bengals. What did you make of him? I know they lost to the Browns, but he played Really well, Lomas. Do you like what you're seeing from him? I do. I do. He's calm, man. His demeanor. I think that's the thing I like the most about him is his demeanor, man. He doesn't seem to get up or down. He seems to stay the same way. And, TJ, you know, man, if you got somebody in the huddle like that, if you're a quarterback like that in the huddle, he's going to keep everybody else calm. And that young fella, he doesn't seem to get rattled. So I really do. I I really like him. And, And, again, Rob, we had this discussion. I know I keep going back to the Lions. I'm sorry, y'all. No, it's all good. But, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but let's look at this. I mean, you got all these young quarterbacks coming in, but yet still we got a 12-year quarterback in Matthew Could have drafted yes. Tua. Could have drafted and, Tua. And, and I look at all these young quarterbacks make all these players around them better, make their system better, but yet still here we are in year 12 and we don't even have a playoff victory yet, man. It's just, I don't know, man. It just, it just makes you wonder about things, you know, how things are done around here. It's the culture hey. because Matthew Stafford, and I've told Rob this, I've seen him train. The dude is Accurate as any quarterback that I've seen on the field. Throws the ball very well, as everyone knows. It's the culture. Mm -hmm. It's what's going on. Mm -hmm. And Galladay's a good receiver. Marvin Jones is a good receiver. But you look at the better quarterbacks in the league, 
they have guys that can guarantee win in one-on-one situations. He hasn't had that since mm. Calvin Johnson. And when Calvin Johnson was there, there was a lot of dysfunction. Now, back to the Joe Burrow thing. When you have a quarterback that is confident and calm in practice, you want to see if that rolls, rolls over into the game. And what he has shown is my calmness and my confidence and my ability to get it done in practice, it actually rolls over into the game. And so I look at this division moving forward as arguably the best division in football along with the NFC West mm -hmm. because all of those quarterbacks also are fairly young and they can play. Russell is the elder statesman in that division, but it is the NFC, I mean the AFC North is going to be a division where you got Joe Burrow, you got probably the best quarterback in the league in Lamar Jackson. I can't I don't know about Baker. We talked about this. I, I know about Baker. He, he I plays do. well and against the Bengals. <laughs> he plays well against the Bengals. And, and so you have. Other, other than that, go look at his numbers against the Bengals. He eats the Bengals alive, but he's a Hall he of Famer against, against a lot of teams. He's a Hall of Famer right. against yeah. the Bengals. And so my question is this. How do you see the AFC North going after, in my opinion, the Baltimore Ravens running away with the division? Yeah, no, that's a that's a great question because you're right. I, I see Baltimore – uh, winning that division right Pittsburgh. there. I just think they're too strong. Pittsburgh Pittsburgh is going to be a challenge. I, I, I like what they've done defensively. And, you know, having Big Ben back now, I think that gives them a leg up. I, I just think where they might be hurting at is at the running back position to me. You know, I don't know about the help of Connor. You know, if he could stay healthy. They got the guy from Snell from Kentucky. From Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah, who they drafted, and he seems to run the ball hard. But, you know, that's just kind of the only thing. Coach Tomlin, we know he's going to coach them boys up. We already know what we're going to get out of them from them. So I'm looking at that. Who else is in that division? And besides, the Bengals and Cleveland yeah, Browns. That, yeah. Right, yeah, Browns and, and Bengals, you know, right. Yeah, so, you know, again, with Cleveland, I'm with you guys. You don't know what you're going to – to be honest with you, TJ, I don't know if Odell's going to make it through the year there. To be honest with you, I think, you know, I just think they might be looking. They might not be saying them, but if I they think smart, they might they are. be looking to trade. I think well, they are, TJ. Well, you would, you, would, you would try to move him before he proves that he's not that guy anymore, yeah. and then you can't get anything. Give, you know what I mean? Give him one or two more good games, sell high. And then – Sell high. Yes, yes, yes. Hey, hey Lomas, last thing, and we're going to let you go. We appreciate you. Lomas Brown, no of course who played 18 years uh, offensive uh, tackle, of course, for the Lions and a couple other teams. Plays everybody's Bowl. adolescent until they graduated from high school, years in the league. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Damn. Uh, what, a, what a Super Bowl with the Giants. But the last team we want to ask you about is the Minnesota Vikings. I think this is the lock of week three. The Vikings are 0-2. They looked horrible, and, they, and they're playing the Titans. This season could be over if they don't win this game at home against it's the over. Titans. It's Am over. I, it's yes. over? Really? Man. I, I, I'm kind of with TJ. Really? I, wow. I, I, wasn't really, I wasn't really impressed with them, Rob. I watched them against uh, Chicago. Uh, yeah, I think it was Chicago. Whatever game. No, I'm sorry. Green they Bay. They got beat up by I Green Bay, them. right? And then the Colts I, man. crushed them. It's exactly, and they—they're not feared like they were. They don't got rid of Stephon Diggs. 
So that deep, deep threat, it's not there anymore. I'm glad that Dalvin, the TJ, I'm glad Dalvin got his money. Oh, man. I'm glad that he got his money and everything. But I'm not even impressed with being impressed with their line of scrimmages, the offense and defensive lines. Man, you don't know Everson Griffin. You know Daniel Hunter. He's out. So that line, I'm not feel. I don't feel that D line no more. And their offensive line is average to me, man. So I'm 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 with TJ on that. I, I think they done, man. You think I, I they're really gonna lose this th- the first three games to start the season and their season? I don't think over. they're gonna be able to stop Derrick Henry. I think they're going to get Derrick Henry started. And then I think, oh, boy, uh, what's his name? Tannenhill going to kill him with them play-action passes. Well, well, later on in the show, we usually bet uh, some wings on a particular game. Boy, so you I'm still tell talking. You, you know, <laughs> hey, TJ, 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 <laughs> let me tell you this, bro. Every time we were in ESPN out of Bristol, Connecticut, yep. the, that was his meal. That, he didn't eat nothing but wings, wings man. You know that. Wings oh, over Bristol. Uh, wings yes. over the name yes. of the restaurant. But 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 TJ, we will bet wings because I'm I have Minnesota <laughs> winning. But the last thing I want to say to you, Lomas, and we appreciate you, is you know, the thing that always bothered me whenever they talked about the Lions and Barry Sanders was they always would say, but they don't have no offensive linemen. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, this is a seven-time pro bowler, three-time first team. And you yeah. guys had guys on the offensive line. Whether Barry ran behind them, you or not, don't say they didn't have an off. You know, they always just say, well, if Barry had the offensive line that Emmett had, and I used to say, what? Lomas Brown ain't chopped liver. Did you ever take man. offense to that? Oh, man. And I still hear it nowadays. And, and not just me. Think about this. Kevin Glover just right. got nominated for the Hall of Fame. So you had me and him on the same line together. So they used to always say that. And Rob, I used to tell him, man, Barry could have been behind Emmett's line. And he would have took some negative play because that was just Barry's running style. Yes. Barry wouldn't have hit the whole guy like Emmett was. So he was just a totally different runner. So, bro, every time I hear it, I cringe every right. time I hear it, bro. I'm and, with you. And, and rightfully so, man. Thank you so much, Lomas. Appreciate you joining us here on the podcast, Thank you, my Lomas, man. man. Stay Appreciate well, your time. you and your hey, family. Hey, man, anything for you guys. TJ, my man, you looking good, Appreciate TJ. you, brother. Take care, man. Absolutely. Stay safe. The Lemon Pepper Parlay Podcast is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. By now, you've probably heard about FanDuel Sportsbook, world-class sports betting app. FanDuel makes it easy to find and place your bets. They got some of the best sides you'll find anywhere fun bet types it's the only place where you can place same game parlay nfl bets this season and when you win they even get you your winnings in as little as 24 hours that's a lot of reasons to try fanduel sportsbook but here's a few more right now new users can place their first bet on fanduel sportsbook risk-free and get up to one thousand dollars back in site credit if you don't win seriously there's no strings attached Just place any bet, any bet you want. If you win, you keep the cash. If you lose, you'll get your entire bet up to $1,000 back in site credit. If you are a current customer, be sure to check out the double up promotions for the NFL, the NBA and the NHL. So you can win in the NBA and in hockey. No brainer. Place a pregame money line wager. And if your team scores 35 
plus points double your winnings. Max bonus $50 in site credit, only one eligible winner per person. To start betting, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and be sure to sign up with the promo code LP3 so they know that I sent you. And again, if you knew better, you would do better. All right, now it's time for our picks. Let's welcome in our producer, Martin Weiss. He'll give us a recap of what we did last week, TJ, and then we'll get ready for uh, week three's picks. Let's go ahead and roll, man. I feel, I'm feeling good. Feeling good about my picks. Majority of Let's them. Let's go, Martin. Majority of them. All right, so the Bengals beat the Browns last week 35-30. to 30. They covered the six and a half. Yes, TJ they did. that one. Rob lost his Pound the table, best bet of the week with that. Steelers beat the Broncos 26-21. Do not cover the five. Rob and TJ both lost that one. Because it was five and a half, huh, Martin? Yeah, it was five and a half. Yeah, five and a half. Sorry about that. Do not cover the five and a half. So there you go. Uh, Packers beat the Lions 42-21. to That's cash for both of you guys. Colts beat the Vikings 28-11. to Uh, Vikings were the – you guys both took the Vikings. You guys both missed. And Bears I'm done the, with them. Bears beat the Giants 17 to 13. Didn't Rob cover. missed. TJ called it on its head. Called a Bears and win. You, Giants. And cover. you already know, man, that was ridiculous. They, they only did to do is make that field goal in the fourth. You know that, TJ. And the Ravens Rob. beat the Texans 33 to 16, covering the seven. You both cashed and quickly on the over-unders. The Lions scored enough in that Green Bay Packers matchup to hit the 49 and a half over, which you guys both called. Um, Green uh, Bears Giants 17 13. That's 30, which was under the 42. You guys both called that. And for the Ravens Texans, the total was 49, which was just under 52. Cash for Rob, no cash for TJ. Which, believe it or not, through two weeks of the NFL season, put you guys both at nine and four total. Is that right? Yep. Hey, not good, not bad. Honestly, what man, do you say, TJ? What do you keep telling everybody? If they knew better, they would do better. Like we, man, we really, we need to like uh, start a show for real, for real, where it's like, hey, how much you gonna pay us for these picks? Because we we better than the Vegas handicappers. <laughs> Nine and four is pretty damn good to that, start the first dude, two weeks. That percent, I think everybody would take that. Especially, we've been really nope. good on the parlays. What's been getting us is the over and under. If we. The over and under is kind of been a little monkey wrench, but uh, we we've been pretty good. I'm done with the Vikings though. Like I, the way they got humiliated I'm, by the I'm, coach. I'm, I'm, wow. I'm going with the Vikings. I just think that team is too good to be this bad. They got to squeak out a win, and I'm I'm just gonna tell you that's gonna be where we're different on the picks. All right, so let's, let's go get, straight. To yeah, it. let's start. Let's let's start there. So uh, TJ, Titans minus two and a half. Road favorites at the Vikings. That's how down everybody is on the Vikings. Uh, where are you? As you should. Daniil Hunter isn't playing. Everson Griffin is playing with the Dallas Cowboys. And Gukwe has not made an impact. Kirk Cousins, who is fantastic with the play action, uh, I don't know where he's at. Maybe Stefan Diggs isn't there. All he wants to do is throw the ball to Adam Thielen. The other receiver, oh, he's a rookie, Justin Jefferson. I guess he doesn't have confidence in him. The Vikings aren't good on offense. They are not good on defense. And it's shocking because Mike Zimmer is the head coach and he can scream, he can yell, he can watch film all he wants. They're just not good enough. And 
we're so used to the Vikings competing for the NFC North title each year, at least since Mike Zimmer has been there in the last handful of years. That's changing now. The Titans, they're going to run the ball. They're going to run play action like Lomas said. And defensively, they've played solid. I mean, They played the Broncos first game, and it's the Broncos. Young quarterback, young receivers. Giving up two and a half points, I think that's a shoe-in right there. I'm taking the Titans to win at least by a touchdown, at least by what the, the Vikings just got slaughtered by the Packers first game. They got slaughtered by Phillip Rivers, who's been a turnover machine in the second game. They're going to get slaughtered again. I'm going at it. This is off the board. You're right. On paper, everything you say is correct. I, I can't <laughs> dispute anything you said. But I've also, in covering the National Football League since 1987, I've seen games that look like they're going to be a whitewash. There's no way the other team's going to win. And there's a desperation factor when your season is on the line. I've seen it. I remember, TJ, do you remember this game? I think it wasn't last year. It was two years ago when the Lions went in, uh, uh, beat the Patriots in Detroit. Was that last year or two years ago? Two years ago. ago. You remember that game? Yeah, everybody. Patriots yes, were coming off. I remember that. They were playing great. Yes. The Lions were 0-2. Yes. And, I, and I said I picked the Lions to win that game because it was their season was on the line. This reminds me very much of that. <laughs> Zimmer has to get do something different. They're going to have to win this game to keep their season alive. I can't figure it out on paper. I can't give you an analysis of players, plays. This is just total gut of my experience as an NFL reporter columnist all these years. The Vikings win this game, and here's going to be the caveat. That don't forget, the Titans, when they won their game, Remember their kicker missed three field goals yes. and an extra point. Yes. Their kicker will cost them. Did you see what in this did game? Did you see what their kicker did this past Sunday? He won the game. He won the game. He's got I got it, but he's gonna cost them this game. He's inconsistent. I'm going with the Vikings. So there we are. Our first uh rub, different game uh for for this week. All right. Game number two, Bears plus three at the Falcons. TJ, let me start this one. <laughs> yeah. The Falcons should get their butts kicked, but guess what? They're going to win this game after what happened to them in Dallas. First of all, their offense isn't a problem. They could put up points. We know that, right? Matt Ryan had four touchdowns. Matt Ryan, and they can put up points. And they, and they ruled. They, they dominated Dallas. It was 20-0 after the first quarter. And the Bears struggled to beat the Giants at home offensively, right? 17 points. What did the Giants have? Saquon Barkley got hurt, right? I mean, like, I'm looking at this going, what? Okay. The Falcons have to bounce back. That was such an embarrassing loss. Everybody in that locker room, and you notice TJ as a former player, don't tell me you're not coming out this week after you've been grilled and joked about and laughed at all week long. You're not going to come out for this game. And the Bears aren't that offensively strong enough to match wits with the Falcons. I'm going with the Falcons, and I'll take the three points 
They won't need them because they'll win outright. Well, guess what, Rob? I agree with you. Do you? Yeah, I do. I, I look at this and I say, the Falcons, they're just not very good on defense. But the Bears aren't the Cowboys on offense either. And so if they so happen to get out to a big lead, the Bears might make a run. We're talking 10-0 basketball run. But they're not right. doing what Dak Prescott and the Cowboys did to him Sunday. And so you're, you're talking Mike Zimmer season on the line. Dan Quinn, your NFL head coaching career is on the line. And, and so they're going to be fine offensively. They're not facing a team, Chicago Bears offense, that you would look scares them. And, and so I like the Falcons to uh, bounce back after that embarrassing loss. And people might, oh, no, the Falcons, that – they're going to put up points in, in the Bears. They're not high-powered enough to, if they get behind, to make that comeback like Dak and the Cowboys did. We got another game here that I think, if you're a better, another one. I know it looks like it. the Lions at the Cardinals. Uh, Cardinals minus five and a half. TJ, if you remember last year, Kyler Murray's first game, mm -hmm. the Lions had them beat 26th or something. And they tied the game. Remember, they yes. came back in the fourth quarter and tied the Lions uh, week one. Uh, the Cardinals look really good. The Lions look terrible. Here's one of those circumstances where I don't think the Lions will be able to save their season. So I want you to go first on this I, game. I, I, like, the, I, li I like the Cardinals. They're 2-0. Offensively, they're playing very well. The defense is, uh, the defense is playing good. I, I like what Vance Joseph is doing with the defense, but – Man, the way Kyler Murray is playing and the way that offense is putting up points, Kyler Murray is pretty much what everybody thought he would, would be. He can run the ball. He can throw the ball. He has a bona fide number one in Hopkins. And so that makes everybody else's job easy. They can run the they're, The Cardinals are going to be a good team, barring injury, for years to come. And so for me, five and a half points, if they're able to beat the 49ers who had all this acclaim going into the season, first game at home, uh, they should be able to handle the Lions fairly easily. And, and again, Patricia, you just look at the games that they've lost to start the season. They're, they're playing a high-powered offense. Do they even have the corners to match up? I hear Akuda do, is doing okay. He plays over the top. So if you play over the top, you're giving up everything underneath. So, yeah, the Cardinals, they're going to take advantage of it. I, I like them to win by at least a touchdown. Yeah, it's hard for me to argue with that. And I know the Lions season is on the line. And obviously, jobs, careers, it's on you the know line, what I mean? That means All that. season is over, baby. It's over. <laughs> no, but, this, but this one, I don't feel like I felt like with the Patriots. Remember that year when they wound up winning a big game and they're on the road. They've now lost 11 in a row, TJ. They lost 11 in a row. I guess row. we can say 12. <laughs> and I, I think it's going to be 12. And I, I'm just I, – I don't see any way they win this game. It would be stunning if the Lions came out and beat the Cardinals. The only way it would be the Cardinals have, uh, you know, read all their press clippings and they don't come out and think that they have to play, to, you know, to beat the I'm, Lions. I don't think that's going to happen. And Matthew Stafford. The, no, I, I agree. Detroit is – I agree with you. Detroit is – Move the ball. They they've scored points. It's not their offense. They were up fourteen yeah. to three against it, the Packers. It's it's not their offense, and, and so they're they're going to score points. But are they going to be able to contain the Cardinals? And when you have 
a mobile quarterback that can run and throw and you have receivers that can really get open, um, it's a it's a tall task. And so, yeah, they're going to score some points, but it's not going to be enough. All right, let's go to the Washington football team at the Browns, minus seven, TJ. Uh, where are you on this game? Man, it's really weird when you see WFT and it's not WTF, right? <laughs> right, I know. That's um, what you think of when yeah. you see it. I, I like the Browns. Um, I said it the first week we did this that they would probably they screwed me last week. No, they they did. I'm they, the they did fine. They did fine last week. <laughs> they, <laughs> yeah, because you won. <laughs> um, yeah, I was pissed when they scored on three run plays. Like I was like, did you really just let them go down the field seventy five yards on three run plays? But we scored at yes. Um, I like the Browns to win this game, and I said it the first week when we started. Cleveland would open up with a loss. And then they had a chance to kind of go on a roll if they could beat the Bengals, which they did. And this is the second game of somewhat going on a roll. They should be able to beat the Washington football team. And I'm not going to say handily because defensively, that line, that defensive line of, of Washington, they can cause problems. Now, they're getting Conklin back. That's the Cleveland Browns on the offensive line. That should help. But they're loaded offensively. They can run the ball with Kareem Hutton Chubb. Obviously, the receivers they have out there and then with Hooper as a tight end. So I, I really like uh, I like the Cleveland Browns. Um, seven points is a lot to give up just because defensively I think Washington can hang in there. But I, I'm going to go with the Browns. It's at Cleveland. The weather's not going to be a factor. I, I just The Browns have a more talented team. I'm going to go with Washington only because I'm still – the jury's still out when it comes to Baker Mayfield. He don't I, win I, this. I'm done with I, him. I'm done. Uh, really? Done. Yeah. I mean, I – that's the problem. And when I, I say win, I don't mean win. I mean cover. <laughs> cover. Of course you mean cover. Yeah. But 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 I that's the problem. And if Washington's front can get at him and disrupt him, I got the receivers. I got all the skill position players, the running backs. They had all that last year. They couldn't make the playoffs because he took a step back. And yes, he played better, but all of his numbers, and you notice over the last couple of years, Since he, he's piled up on the Bengals. Yeah. Uh, you take away those stats, and he's his numbers up, don't look that good. He's piled it up against easy defenses. And this is not right. an easy defense when you're coached by Ron Rivera. And that's the only thing that scares me. But this is this is my thinking. If you come out early and hit him with some screens to Kareem Hunt, to Chubb, Slow that pass rush down. I, I would like to see two or three screens. Because they got to respect it then. I right. would like to see two or three screens in the first 15 plays. I'd like to see some misdirection in the first team, first 15 plays. So now that defensive line of Washington sees that and they can't just tee off on Baker being in one spot. And so if they if they can scheme, which Stefanski should be a smarter coach than I am, screen them, misdirection, keep them honest early. And that will bow dividends late in the game. All right. I'm going to take the seven points with Washington. Two disagreements right. so far, guys. Two disagreements. That's right. All right. Let's go turn to the NFC North. Ooh. Uh, AFC. Your Bengals. AFC North. Uh, your Bengals are getting plus five and a half at the Eagles. The Eagles are a mess. Everybody wants Carson Wentz benched. They got a lot of other problems other than Carson Wentz. I know it's easy to put it on the quarterback. Their offensive line is bad. They got injury. They, they seem to stay injured. And I, they had two rookies starting, right, uh, TJ, yes. up front? Yes, they do. I mean, that that's hard for any quarterback. But anyway, 
You like the Bengals plus five and a half, or you like taking the Eagles? <sighs> this is tough for me. This is probably for me the hardest pick because the Eagles are supposed to be a really good team with Carson. They're supposed to be a good team. Deshaun Jackson's back healthy. They they have speed out there. It, it's just you look at them up front. Carson Wentz is throwing interceptions at the wrong time. At the wrong time. He's just throwing interceptions at the wrong time. And you think he should be over that part of his career that, oh, I can't make these bad interceptions because, in essence, you're really not a young player. You've started enough games. And so I like what Joe Burrow has done. I don't know if Geno if Geno Atkins can play. The Bengals have a chance. This, for me, I'm confused. And when I'm confused, I go with the team that I like the best. And I like the Bengals better than I like the Eagles. This is probably going to bite me into you-know-what. Um, but I, I like the Bengals. I, I really do. I like the way Joe has played. I, I'm not – I don't like the way A.J. Green has played in the first two games. He doesn't have that burst. It could be just lack of playing. Um, but it he basically missed the whole season last year, right? Yeah, I mean, but, and so hopefully he can start to find his footing and, and, and be AJ Green. If that can happen, yeah, five and a half points. I, I like the Bengals because I'm torn. So when I'm torn, I'm taking the points. I'm gonna take the Eagles here. Another game that's very important for them. Uh, you know, Carson Wentz. I like Carson Wentz, the quarterback. You're right. Too many turnovers. Uh, they gotta be. They gotta protect them better. Um, not make him force the ball. I know he's trying to compensate and make every throw. Sometimes you just can't do it, and you force yourself into bad throws, TJ, and turnovers, and that's what's happened so far. But I'm going to go with the Eagles. They need a win. They won this division. They won the uh, NFC uh, East last year. They're off to an 0-2 start. They need a win. I'm going to go with the Eagles. And the Bengals on the road, I'm no, I don't believe in. So that's where we are on that game. Let's go to the Texans at the Steelers. Steelers are minus four. Where are you on this game? The Texans, of course, they can't get it together. And the Steelers are off to a great start. It's another game. So you've been on this. Vikings have to save their season. Uh, this team, they have to save their season. What about the Houston? A- Do the Houston Texans have to save their season? You lose. They're 0-2. You lose opening week Thursday night, first game of the season to the Chiefs. Like we said last week, they're going to get steamrolled by Baltimore, which they did. So is their season on the line as well versus the Pittsburgh Steelers? The thing about the Steelers is offensively, they don't scare me. But defensively, they scare me. They're so good defensively. You just, can the Texans do something to slow down that pass rush? Can the Texans do something to... And the Steelers aren't blitzing. They're getting pressure with four guys, and they're dropping seven in the coverage. But I'm going to take a page from Rob Parker. The Houston Uh Texans are playing for their season. They don't want to go 0-3 because, in essence, their season will be over. Deshaun Watson doesn't want to be out of the playoffs in week three. So I'm going to go with the Houston Texans. Uh, not they're going to cover. They're going to win the game because their season is on the line. That's a Rob Parker line right there. And you know what? It's hard for me to disagree with you because as good as the Steelers have been and and they have and their defense has played well, it's a desperation game. And you got a quarterback of that ilk, right? Dude, 0-3, 0-3 is just not acceptable no matter what. This is when you have – of Deshaun Watson, and you know what you do, TJ? 
He has to win you a game, even if you don't have the running or your defense isn't great. This is one of those where quarterbacks of that ilk have to win a game for you, and that's what I think he's going to do. He will be the reason they win, no matter what else is happening around him. I'm, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with the Texans, and I'm going to take the four points. Okay, we're in agreement. There here's we an, go. Yep, here's one: the Jets, who have just not been able to do anything offensively terrible, at the Colts. The Colts are giving up ten and a half points in this game. And I'm just going to jump out and say I'm taking the Jets with ten and a half points. Their, their offense has been putrid. They, they've been really, really bad. They have to play better offensively. And you know what? Ten and a half points. I'm sorry. I, that's a lot of points. I, I don't believe. I believe the Jets will lose or could lose, but they're not going to lose by more than ten and a half points. Can somebody please explain to me? And week three. Two games played, and you have the Colts a 10-and-a-half-point favorite this early in the season. Are the Jets that bad to where you think they're going to lose, in essence, by 10-and-a-half points? I'm with you. I saw this, and I said, oh, the Colts are probably going to win. But this is the NFL, man. We all have good players. They can't be this bad. Adam Gase, really, they're talking about your practices or cupcake. Work they ass this week in practice. Whether you win, lose, or draw, you had better not lose by 10 and a half points. So I'm with you. This is the NFL, man. This is the highest level of football. Everybody can play 10 and a half points. Show some pride. I got to roll with the Jets. It's just way too many points to give away. Way, way too many points. And we've seen the Colts be bad. I know they won last week and the Vikings look awful, but I don't, I'm not believing in the Colts like that. All right. Last game, game of the week, baby, is the Ravens and the Chiefs. Ravens minus three and a half. And uh, where are you on this game? This is uh, the clash of the Titans early on. This will be must-see TV. This will be the game everybody wants to watch. And I want to hear your So let me, let me start off with this. The Chiefs were lucky to escape a win against a rookie quarterback who, I agree with who you. found out 10 minutes before kickoff, hey, Justin, you starting this game. Coach, stop playing with me. No, I'm serious, Justin. Oh, really? Oh, let me transform. Let me go get my oh, Okay, okay. Let me get my mark. You mean, you mean, you mean after the doctor punctured the lung of uh, Tyrod Taylor? Unbelievable, right? Have you ever heard that? Have you ever heard of that? No, but this is the crazy. Th- this is the thing. I've been, I, ha- I probably took... I'm going to say at least 10 to 15 shots in my ribs. Look, needle that long, almost a foot. Oh, God. Almost a foot oh, long. Oh, God. So oh, you. Oh, I, I, I broke my ribs probably three to four times a year. Every year I played for like my last six years and I couldn't sleep. You can't cough. You can't use the bathroom. You can't laugh. You can't sneeze, all that stuff. So what happens is you lay on your side, you get your arm up. And you see that needle and you just immediately just start sweating and you feel it all oh, up. Hit, you feel it hitting your bones. Never punctured my lung, but I, I took that shot so many times in my career. So I know exactly what he's going through. Praise God. He's OK. Tyrod Taylor. Um, but you find out 10 minutes before the game that you're going to start against the defending Super Bowl champs and you're a rookie quarterback and you almost win the game. Wow. Almost win the game. And statistically, you play better than Patrick Mahomes. 
man, the Baltimore Ravens are on a mission. And these first two games have shown that. They're giving up three and a half points. I don't care. I like the Baltimore Ravens to win because they are on a mission. I'm with you 100%. The Ravens have not at all diminished. You know, Colin Cowherd said that they would go 16-0. and I'm not in that no. camp. I'm not in that camp, but they are good. And you know what? They haven't been able to slow down Lamar Jackson. He's not even playing the whole game because they're out front. You know what I mean? Where they have to, mm-hmm. you know, everything has been buttoned up nicely. Defensively, they got a good players on both sides of the ball. They got a great quarterback, and people might look at his numbers and say, well, they're not that you know great as they were last year. They're better. They're really good. They're I know. Better. They're better, and he's gotten better. They haven't figured him out yet, and I'm with you. The Chiefs have won two games, but they could have, they could easily be one and one uh, this season, and it's always hard. I, I like the I like the Ravens all the way. I'm with you on that bet. I think the Ravens win the game and obviously um, cover the three and a half points as well. All right, TJ. Now it's time over and under uh, on a couple of games we want to pick. How about this? Let's start with the Bears at the Falcons. Over under is 47. Where are you on that game? Bears at Falcons. The the Falcons are going to score 30. Can the Bears get the 17? I say yes. I I don't really prefer that game with the over and under, but the way the Falcons have been playing offensively, and for better yet, defensively, yeah, the Bears are easily going to score 30. It might be 33 to 29. Uh, yeah, I, I see that game going under. The Falcons are going to put up points, and they probably couldn't stop me if somebody uh, signed me tomorrow. So, yeah, I'll, go, I'll take that over on that one. Over. Yeah, yeah I'm with you. And the Falcons have something to prove after what went down. And I, I agree with you. Their defense is a sieve. I mean, I, they, I just can't. The Bears aren't a great offensive juggernaut or anything. But they only scored 17 points. They'll, they they could score 21 points, right? Yeah, easy. And, and yes, yeah. And if the Falcons put up 30, you're you're over. So let's do that one. All right, uh, game number two. Let's do um, the Lions at the Cardinals. 54 and a half. 54 and a half. That sounds like a lot of points. Man, uh, that's where just where you on that. That's just like the uh, Jets giving. Being given ten and a half points, fifty-four, and that's this ain't college football. And I and I know through the first two weeks, this is the highest scoring NFL season that they've had through two weeks. But fifty-four and a half points, oh man, the Cardinals defense isn't that bad. The Lions defense might be that bad, but because it's fifty-four and a half, I just have to go under because that's a huge number. I'm with you. That's too big for me. We know Stafford and we know uh, Kyla Murray and they both teams could put up some points, but that many, I'm just not buying it. I'm, I, I think that's way over. It'll come in under that. And who knows, maybe the Lions only get 20 or something or 21. And uh, if they got 21 and the Cardinals got 30, that still would be under, right? And, and that would be 51. That's a and that's lot a lot of points. of points right there. So let's do that. And the last one, of course, is the Ravens at the Chiefs, 53 and a half, 53 and a half. Man, 
the Chiefs haven't been clicking on offense like we're used to seeing, scoring a lot of points, going up and down the field. The Chargers pretty much kept them in check that entire game. But I think they're going to be motivated for this. The Ravens are going to be motivated. Both quarterbacks will play the full game. This game, because of the firepower, I can see this going over. And I like it to go over. I'm not... This is probably the weakest that I feel of the other. Just because the Ravens are good defensively. The Chiefs have played very well defensively. Um, but these offenses, man, it's Monday Night Football. They're going to put on a show, I hope. So I'll, I'll take the over. goes against everything that I said. It's just one point. But these teams are high-powered on offense, both of them. So, yeah, I'll take the over. I'm going to go under just for the reasons you talked about defensively. These teams can play a little defense. I get it. When you see the two quarterbacks who won the MVPs the last two years, it's unnatural to say that. But I like the Ravens' defense and what they've been doing uh, early on. And the Chiefs have struggled. I know they're 2-0, but against the Chargers, that showed me a little something. They really had to pull it out at the end. And I think the Ravens' defense is better than the Chargers' defense. So I'm, I'm going to say under. All right, let's do our parlay. For the week, and then our wings bet. What's the parlay? So TJ's parlay will be the Falcons over and the Baltimore Ravens beating the Kansas City Chiefs, giving up three and a half points. That is the lemon parlay, lemon pepper parlay, lock of the week. Go get your money, because if you knew better, you would do better. All right. Here's the Rob Parker lemon pepper parlay for this week, week three. And I'm going with two games you're going to shake your head at, but I got the Falcons minus three, and I got the Vikings plus two and a half. Oh, my God. I was two and a half. That's the easy. Those are my, oh my two God. games. I, I was thinking. I'm like, there's no way he's going to go with the Vikings season. Yes. Oh, my God. Those are my two games. Okay. And, and for the parlay and our chicken wing bet, again, I'm with the Vikings. I'm putting all my chips, all my wings, all my sauce, everything right. on the Vikings. And that's our chicken wing bet. I'm up one to nothing. We didn't bet one last week on wings. I beat you week one in wings. But here it is, your chance to get back at me and it's we easy. can be even. It's easy right there. That's easy. Sorry, Zim. I love Zim, but nah, easy. All right. So there you go. That is the Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast for week three. He is TJ Hushmanzada. I'm Rob Parker. And TJ, what do you tell people? They need to subscribe to our podcast and they need to get some of this free money. Rob, two weeks, we nine and four. You tell me if your handicapper is doing it like that. I'm going to tell you no. And as always, if you knew better, you would do better. Peace. We out. <laughs>